Like a college football team heading to the fourth quarter for any game on any given weekend when they put up the fours, signifying the fourth and final quarter to round out our week here on the morning after. In our third and final happy hour, we put up the threes. A football Friday on the morning after right here on the grid. Sirius XM channel 204. I'm your host, Ben Stevens. A football Friday with still so much in store for you. Later in this hour, it's Benny and the Bets. Halloween edition. Spooky. See, my voice was very spooky right there. Then we are joined by FanDuel and number fires, Jim Sonis, for a preview of the NFL Sunday slate. And not one, but two people from FanDuel today, because Tom Vecchio joins us to round out the show. A prop perspective and everything you need to know for NFL week number eight on a Sunday, a Halloween Sunday. And on that Halloween Sunday, the Rams will be going on the road to take on the Houston Texans, and the Rams will be laying 14 and a half points against Houston. It is the second straight week the Rams have been a two-touchdown or more favorite. It is the second straight week the Texans have been a two-touchdown or more underdog. Last week, neither team covered. The Rams beat the Detroit Lions, but they did not cover a 16 and a half point spread. The Houston Texans got blown out by the Arizona Cardinals 31 to 5. They couldn't even cover a 19 and a half point spread against Arizona. But here is how it looks for this upcoming Sunday. The Rams laying 14 and a half has actually worked in Houston's favor by the hook. It opened at 15, is now 14 and a half in favor of LA. The over-under total has dropped from an opener of 50, now down to 48. Houston has been a dog in every game this year. They are an average underdog by a spread of 12 points per game, including this weekend's number of currently 14 and a half. Houston has only covered as a double-digit dog once this year. That was week number two with Terod Taylor as the quarterback. Now it is Davis Mills. The Rams have the third-best passing offense in all of the NFL, averaging nearly 302 yards per game. Houston's passing defense, more so middle of the pack, towards the bottom half of the NFL. But where they struggle, they allow eight yards per passing attempt. That is the fourth most to an opponent in the NFL this season. What does that mean for us? Passing yards props, receiving yards props for the NFL's leading receiver, Kahooper Cup. I know his name is Cooper. I like to add a little emphasis, a little spice to it. Kahooper Cup. He is the leading wide receiver in the NFL in terms of yardage this year. Total yards and yards per game, 115.6 on average. He also leads the NFL in receptions with 56 and in targets with 81. That connection between Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup has been dynamite this year. It's almost an auto bet right now in the prop market on the FanDuel Sportsbook. In fact, Cooper Cup's receiving yards prop for this game against the Texans is 96 and a half. That's really, really high. But again, he is averaging more than 115 yards receiving so far this year. He has gone over 90 in six of the seven games for the Rams. Also, he has gone over a longest reception of 30 or more yards in six of those seven games. So if 96 and a half is a little bit too steep for your blood, maybe you look to a longest receptions prop for Cooper Cup. Generally, they top out around 25, 25 and a half for a longest receiving yards or longest reception prop on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Mike Blewett also gave out Robert Woods over 59 and a half receiving yards in the first hour of our show. Now, hour number three, a happy hour here on the morning after as we welcome in our Sports Grid radio audience to this very happy hour on a football Friday, Sirius XM Channel 204, the Mightier 1090 out on the West Coast. 
I am Ben Stevens. Looking at two West Coast games, one, the Rams on the road in Houston, the other, the Los Angeles football team, the Chargers coming off a bye week, charged and refreshed getting ready to take on the New England Patriots. This line right now, let me get you the updated number to make sure it hasn't moved as such. But right now, this updated line, because it has moved, and we always provide the most up-to-date lines here on the morning after, the Chargers laying four now at home against the Patriots. The over-under total is up to 49.5. So as you see there, the updated line four in the favor of the home team, L.A., in SoFi Stadium. The Chargers fresh off a bye, four and two straight up this year. 4-2 against the spread, 2-1 against the number as a favorite this year. They have covered in two straight as a favorite. Meanwhile, the New England Patriots, 3-4 against the number, have only been booked as an underdog so far twice this year. They are 1-1 one one against the number in those two games so far for New England, booked as an underdog. The total is also now up by two points from where it opened at 47.5. It is a very intriguing total to me because of this perspective. The LA Chargers have actually played five of their six games to the under so far this year four of those six games though had a total booked in the 50s this one at 49 and a half the chargers one of the highest under percentages in all of the nfl new england meanwhile has played three straight games to the over after starting off the year with four straight games to the under last week they put up a 50 burger against the new york jets to go over that total but they have had some smaller numbers. This is one of the higher totals we have seen on New England in recent weeks. Will there be enough scoring to go over 49 and a half? Another area to play this game in the prop market. Justin Herbert has been phenomenal in his sophomore season in the NFL. He is averaging 41 passing attempts per game this year. He has never had less than 38 passing attempts in a single game for the Chargers this year. So the Chargers 4 and 2 straight up, 4 and 2 against the spread. The favorites right now to win the AFC West, even money plus 100. On the other side of the break, happy Halloween, says Benny in the Bets as we hit the streets of New York to ask some NFL trick or treat trivia. Benny in the Bets coming up next right here on the Morning App. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It's a football Friday. It's also Halloween weekend. The morning after on Sports Grid rolls on here in our third and final very happy hour right here on the grid. Sirius XM channel 204. Halloween is Sunday. The festivities might start for you tonight. What's your costume? What are you doing tomorrow night? Are you trick-or-treating? What's your favorite candy? We could ask all of that and we asked some of those questions this week in the streets of New York City for Benny in the bets because as Alex Fasano can tell you New Yorkers love their free candy and now we bring in our fearless executive producer of this program a great member of the TMA family Alex Fasano the field producer as well for Benny in the bets you should have seen him wrangling interviews out there folks attracting people with free Snickers and Kit Kat bars it was a great time wasn't it 
Oh, it was, it, was, it was a blast, Ben. You know, we probably should have got a little more variety. Some people were not too happy with the Snickers option because some people, yeah. you know, they don't like the peanuts or whatever the case is. So the Kit Kats were a huge hit, but we didn't really go with any jelly, gummy bears, anything like that. You know what I mean? So, but it was a great time. It was so much fun. We had a blast out there. But, but Ben, but, but Listen, what are you, what are you going to be doing? I disagree with that, by I, way, I gotta, Oh, you what? disagree go with ahead. that? No, you go. No, 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 no. I, I want to hear what you with disagree with. I disagree with the hate on Snickers. What? I would go with Snickers over Kit Kat at all times. And I was that very is- surprised, in fact, that a lot of people were asking for Kit Kats instead of Snickers. I was shocked. That was just my opinion. Oh, it must be a West Coast thing that Snickers are just so much popular over there. But Kit Kats are one of my favorite candies next to Skittles. But Kit Kats yeah. over Snickers any any day of the week, no question. But, Ben, I, I meant to ask, what are you going to do for Halloween? I, I wasn't sure exactly what your plans were this weekend. Tomorrow night, I am dressing up with one of my friends. We are going as a pair from the movie Fifty First Dates. Of course, Drew Barrymore, Adam Sandler. But he is going as Sean Astin, Drew Barrymore's brother in the movie, who wears like the mesh practice football jersey and the biker shorts. And I am going as Rob Schneider when he is in the (laughs) diner with Adam Sandler, pretending to be on a date as Drew Barrymore. So I got a mop that I'm going to put over my head. I ordered a coconut bra on Amazon earlier this week. (laughs) It's going to be a sight for sore eyes tomorrow night in the East Village here in Manhattan. Wow, that, that sounds amazing. I might have to ask for an invite. I'll send pics. Please send pics. Please send pics because <laughs> my tourist costume is very low-key. I didn't even put any thought into my vacationer. I might get like a little Polaroid camera. We'll see what happens. But nonetheless, Halloween plans aside, let's all take a journey down the streets of New York City on this very special Halloween edition episode of Benny and the Bets. This time of year in the streets of New York City, it's spooky season. So today we hit the streets to ask New Yorkers what they know about the NFL. It's trick or treat trivia. It's Benny and the Bets, Halloween edition. Give me that. Which team leads the NFL in sacks this year? The Rangers. The Rangers? Who's the oldest quarterback in the NFL? Who's the leading wide receiver in terms of yards in the NFL? Uh, I know it's not Lamar Jackson. I don't know about football. He's a quarterback, so that would not be the case. You're creepy looking. Who wants some candy? Trick or treat. Who is the oldest quarterback in the National Football League? Tom Brady. Oh, what do you want? A Kit Kat or a Snickers? Who is the oldest quarterback in the National Football League? Tom Brady. Easy. And that deserves a Kit Kat. No candy. Why no candy on Halloween? Because I'm already trying to burn the candy off. I've been. You look fantastic. There's a Snickers. What are going to be? I hate peanuts. Give me some okay, peanuts. yeah, that's fair. That's cool. Yeah. Kit Kat? Which NFL head coach won the first Lombardi trophy? I have no idea. I'm sorry. No idea. I don't know, guys. I can't remember his name with a B. <laughs> you think I know what a Lombardi trophy is? I just thought I didn't know anything about sports. I give up. Lombardi. Vince Lombardi. Vince Lombardi. You guys get free Halloween candy. Fantastic. <laughs> The Walter Payton Man of the Year Award in the NFL is named after what player? I don't know. Um, this is not my thing. The Walter Payton no, Man I of the Year. You. I heard you. But did you? I believe in you. Do you believe in yourself? <laughs> no. I don't know. The Walter Payton Man of the Year Award was named after what NFL player? Walter Payton. Oh, you got it. You're smarter than you think. All I had to do was listen. Walter Payton. Walter Payton. Yeah. Walter Payton. You get free Halloween candy. 
I like trick-or-treating. Awesome. You get a Kit Kat. Yeah, you want a Kit Kat. Okay. We are going to do Michael Jackson's Thriller dance together. Okay. Are you ready? Thriller, thriller, thriller. That's beautiful. You got great moves. Thriller, oh, oh, thriller night. Back that way. Thriller night. Bum, 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 Yep, yep. Now this way. Oh, 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 oh. Yep, yep. All you. Yeah. Get into it. Now, bang. Oh, oh, by himself. Yeah, just take it. Yep. This is your Halloween dance party. This is your world. Oh, that's the best rendition of Thriller I've ever seen. Boom, boom. Don't ever stop it. Oh, Thriller. Oh, oh, Thriller. Oh, oh, Thriller. Oh, happy Halloween. <laughs> Oh man, Ben! What, you a, didn't want to sing the whole song? Yeah, Hana, Hana. Did you tell I didn't know the words to the whole song? <laughs> oh, that was great. But before before we before we do anything else, uh, Ben, I have someone here who wants to uh, comment on your, um, you know, on your, oh! on your singing. It's Jeff the Skeleton, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, he came out with us it's on the streets of New York City. Your guy, Jeff. Uh, I'm sorry, what, Jeff? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, he says the thriller needs work, Ben. Uh, you got to work on the hand oh. movements, the the, the two step. Yeah. We need a little work on it. Jeff is my guy, Fasano. By the way, Jeff with a G because he's a classy gent. We walked through the streets of New York City holding hands. He was on my shoulders. We were scaring people together. I missed Jeff so much in the past couple of days. It's great to see him once again. And Jeff, you're looking a little dead. <laughs> <laughs> Must have had a rough night last night. That's good stuff. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, great. Okay, good job, Ben. Yeah, let's 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 put the puns aside. Jeff's going back to bed now for about a hundred years. Okay, see if he can age oh! a little more than he is. Nice. Um, but yeah, but Ben, what was this? Uh, a couple producer plays you said you wanted to get to. Uh, what what do we got going on here in the pit in the pit today? I don't know. What do we have going on in the pit? Let me take a look <laughs> at what our producer plays are right now. If you have them up, Fasano. All right, so then I'll get started, up. Benjamin. We'll start with okay, my started, own please. pick. We'll start with the A, Alex. We'll go with the Lions money line today. A little plus money, 162. Lions are the best 0-7 team probably in history. I mean, they took it to the yeah. Rams last week. Obviously, it was Jared Goff's revenge game. But I think they can definitely play ball with this Philly team. Jalen Hurts has no idea what he's doing. So uh, I think I'm just going to try and get some plus money on a straight-up winner with the Lions. I like it, Fasano, because you have the Lions getting three-and-a-half points at home against the Philadelphia Eagles, who I'm not exactly sure why they're favored except for the fact they're playing the winless Lions. But despite the fact that the Fighting Dan Campbells are 0-7, the only <laughs> winless team in the NFL, 4-3 and against the spread. Fasano, what do we say? Good teams win. Great teams cover. Great teams what does cover. our intern Bocce have for us today in terms of his producer plays? Well, he loves the NBA, so he's sticking with the NBA. He, there's no number out yet for this specific prop, but he's going with DeMontis Sabonis, points and rebounds, total points and rebounds. He was thinking about a number maybe around 31 and a half, 32. He said no matter what the number was, he's taking the over. He loves his basketball. And really quick, let's get to our graphics guy, Jesse. He's taking the Zach Price. Moss over 47 and a half rushing yards. Buffalo playing the Miami Ooh. Dolphins. I think they're 14 and a half point, uh, excuse me, 14 point favorites uh, against Miami. Yeah. So they're going to score some points. They're going to put a lot of points on the board. They're going to destroy them. I think he can easily hit this one, one screen pass, a little bit of blocking. Zach Moss hits the end zone. There's your over. Listen, Fasano, I love all the producer plays. Yours, Bocci's given us the NBA perspective, even on a football Friday. But every time we have that graphic up, 
Jesse's play. I'm always like, oh, it's a pretty sharp play right there, Jesse Metzger. Alex Fasano, as always, thank you for all that you do here for the Sports Grid Network, the morning after field producer extraordinaire for Benny and the Bets as well. A very happy Halloween to you, Fasano, and to everybody out there. We get back into the NFL preview for the Week 8 Sunday slate. Jim Saunas from Number Fire and FanDuel joins us next. His favorite games, his favorite sides, his favorite props, all of that coming up on the other side of the break. Stay with us here on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. AutomotiveMap.com presents the SportsGrid Sports Flash. I'm Chuck Sanders. Jose Altuve doubled early, homered late, and scored twice, helping the Astros to a 7-2 win over Atlanta Wednesday night. Altuve hit a leadoff double and scored in the first before... Sirius XM Channel 204, I am Ben Stevens. And now, as we are every Friday, joined in this happy hour by FanDuel and number fires Jim Sonis to give you the Sonis Sunday slate. Sides that he loves and props to target for NFL weekend number eight. Jim, a pleasant Friday to you. Happy Halloween Eve Eve. What are you being for Halloween this year? Uh, it's a secret. Um, so oh. we were supposed to have our we we're supposed to have costumes this afternoon on our stream. We're no longer doing that because we had some scheduling changes. Uh, but like I can't give away state secrets here, Ben. Like it's not Halloween okay. yet. I okay. can't say what I'm gonna be. Like, how dare you ask for like these this intimate detail? Sorry, Jim. Benny and the Bets was a Halloween edition. We just played that in the segment before. I'm feeling all spooky. I wanted to ask you a question. My bad. Note to self, next year, Halloween 2022, don't ask Jim Saunas until October 31st. Correct. Sounds good. What Correct. I will ask you about, Jim, is your sides and the edges you have for this upcoming weekend in the NFL. And Jim Saunas is a very bold man, folks. He has come on this show now for a second straight week and given you a pick of backing the Dolphins and taking the points with Miami. Miami getting 14 points against Buffalo this weekend. Jim, the Dolphins and the points, it's a lot of points. Why do you think they can cover? Yeah, never a doubt they'd cover last week, right? Not like they were down 13 in the fourth <laughs> quarter and scrambled to get a cover there or anything. Uh, that made me sick all Sunday, but hey, it worked, so whatever. Uh, we'll go back to the well once again here. 14-point dogs against the Bills, and I think like the Bills are very much the better team here, obviously. My numbers had this as an eight-point spread, so that's pretty high. That does favor the Bills by quite a bit, but 14 to me just feels like it's too much. Now, this does make me nervous because... Obviously, I don't think there's a lot of backdoor cover potential here because the Bills offense keeps its foot on the gas. They are so good. The Dolphins defense pretty bad. But like there are a lot of things that could keep this game tight. There might be Devontae Parker coming back this weekend. It is a rematch of a divisional game. Those tend to be you see efficiency drop on both sides from the from the passing perspective. That could lead to the Bills offense may not be as much of a juggernaut as it always is. 
So I think that there are a couple of factors that are converging here. The first one being the Dolphins offense. I think it's better than perception, especially with Tua playing okay uh, in really easy matchups. Very much a tough spot here, but maybe getting Parker back. And with the Bills offense facing this Dolphins defense for the second time. When they saw each other back in week number two, Josh Allen's just okay in that game. So I know it's risky. I know it makes me very uncomfortable, but like it's kind of a similar spot to the Bengals plus six and a half last week where it doesn't make me feel good, but the numbers say that the number is just too big. So I will trust my numbers here, bet the Dolphins plus 14 and hope that they can keep on keep keep things at least close to I think that they can. I think that I actually do agree with my numbers here that this is uh, more than just a, a 14 point game. The Dolphins lost to the Atlanta Falcons last week. They did cover a two and a half point spread. The Falcons a favorite once again this week in a divisional matchup against the Carolina Panthers. Atlanta laying three at home against Carolina. How do you approach that matchup, Jim? I like the Panthers side of this one. I know it's easy to be wary of them given the way that Sam Darnold has played, but it's important to remember too that like, this is an offensive line that can't hold up when the opposing team has anybody up front. And the Falcons aren't really a team that generates a lot of pass rush. That means that we're going to see less of Jameis Darnold because when Darnold is pressured, he turns into Jameis. If he's not pressured, he can be okay. And I think that that's kind of the hope here is that they keep him clean and allow him to stay in a clean pocket and not make the catastrophic, idiotic mistakes that Sam Darnold is prone to making. So I think that that's the good thing for the Panthers' offense. And I also think we're kind of forgetting how good this Panthers' defense can be. They should generate pressure on Matt Ryan in this game. The Falcons' offensive line is still pretty shaky. Brian Burns is going to get some pass rush here. So I think three is tough given how well this Panthers defense can play and given the fact that I think that Darnold should be better suited for success in a situation where he may not be under as much duress. So to me, I think the, the Panthers plus three is the side here, minus 105 at FanDuel Sportsbook. I think that's a very fair number in a bounce back spot for Carolina. Jameis Winston watching the morning after on this football Friday and just getting hit with a ricochet shot he didn't even know he was a part of when you're talking about Sam Darnold. But I love it nonetheless, Jim. Another underdog that you like this week is a part of another divisional showdown in a game that has seen not one, but two line flips since the opening number. It's Indianapolis and Tennessee. The Colts opened up as a slight one-point home favorite. Then it was Tennessee as a one-and-a-half-point road favorite. Now the Colts favored once again at home on Sunday, laying two-and-a-half points. Jim, what have you made of this line movement, and where is the edge to take opportunity of all this line movement? Yeah, I have no idea what to make of it. It's been weird to, to watch this number keep fluctuating. But I think the key thing for me is that with A.J. Brown and Julio Jones healthy, this Tennessee offense is very, very good. So I do like the Titans plus two and a half here. It was a stay away from me when the Titans were uh, favored by a point. I didn't think there was any value there. But now that the Titans are two and a half point dogs, I think that's very fair because A.J. Brown is such a key piece to this offense. I know we talk about Derrick Henry all the time, but like A.J. Brown, when he's out there, makes everybody in this offense better. You look back to that first matchup, the the Titans, you know, they they played okay, but like they didn't have A.J. Brown for most of that game. They didn't have Julio Jones for half that game. Now they get both those guys back. Taylor Lewanchi back this week too. I feel like it's just a very different matchup this time around than what we saw back in week number three. So to me, I think it makes a lot of sense to ride the Titans here plus two and a half in a situation where I'd expect a pretty back and forth game. But this Titans team is one I've generally been higher on the consensus most of this year, and I'm okay going back to that again here against the Colts, who are, who are a good team, maybe not as good as they're getting buzzed up to be right now. Indianapolis has won three of their last four games, including the most recent victory on Sunday night 
against the San Francisco 49ers, who are still somehow, some way, a two-win NFL football team, but they host the Chicago Bears, or actually they are on the road in Soldier Field in Chicago this weekend. The Niners laying three and a half points as a favorite on the road against the Bears. Jim, the over-under total for this game is a big 10 number of 39 and a half. What's the approach for the Niners and the Bears? Yeah, I like laying the points here with the 49ers, minus three and a half. I think this game is not as competitive as it may seem because look at the 49ers. They played terrible last week. They weren't great against Arizona, but like, They've played tougher competition than what we've seen the Bears go up against. And the Bears have played good teams. They've kind of fallen on their faces. We saw it last week against uh, against Tampa Bay. You don't expect that to happen once again, but it shows to me that they're not really built to hang with good teams right now. I still think the 49ers are a good team. They rank 21st in schedule adjusted passing offense based on the numbers over a number fire, whereas the Bears are dead last. So I think when you get 21 passing offense versus 32, that's a decent mismatch. So to me, laying three and a half here, I think it is very fair. No Khalil Mack on the Bears side of things for this week. Still made to David Montgomery. That offensive line is not very good. I think there are enough factors here lining up where even though I'm not getting the three with the 49ers here, I'm still willing to lay that because I think this is more closer to like a six, seven, eight point game than it is a four point game. Jim Zanis joining us here from Number Fire and FanDuel on a football Friday on the morning after his colleague Tom Vecchio coming up in our next segment. I wonder what Tom is thinking listening to this conversation right now. If he will have any counterpoints after Jim Zanis leaves us here on the morning after. But before Jim does, a couple of props and a team total to get to. Jim, there are so many divisional matchups this week throughout week number eight in the NFL, including a decently good one in the AFC North the Browns and the Steelers, and you are looking at a team total. For which side, and what do you think they do with said team total? Yeah, I like the Steelers over 19 and a half points, which is minus 108 over at FanDuel Sportsbook, because I think that we've gotten a little bit over our skis on this Browns defense. Like, they're very good. Don't, Don't get me wrong. Like, they're very good, but I don't think they're necessarily a team where I think it makes a lot of sense to have a 19 and a half point team total for what I would still view as being a competent offense for Pittsburgh. Like they're not great, but I'd say they're competent right. and a situation where the Steelers are coming off a buy. Uh, the Browns get a mini buy because they played Thursday, but they kind of needed that just to get back to regular health. So I think you look at the situation, the Steelers offense, despite massive, massive flaws and being borderline unwatchable, they're still scoring some points. They're still moving the football a bit, and the the efficiency numbers are not as bad as you may think. They've gotten better in recent weeks. So 19.5 means they're under that key number, a 20, under 21 as well. I think it makes a lot of sense to ride with with the Steelers here. And I don't want to go with the side with the Steelers plus 3.5 because I do worry about this offense perking back up with both the tackles being healthy on the Cleveland side, but I do think that the team total of 19.5 is low enough where I'll go that route to get exposure to the Pittsburgh side of this game. And to finish off the Jim Sonnes Sunday slate, not only sides and team totals, a couple of props as well. Two running backs, two anytime touchdown scorer props. Who are they, Jim, and why do you like them? I like Zach Moss at minus 115 and DeAndre Swift at minus 130. Swift is finally facing a non-elite defense. If you look at the numbers, the Lions have faced a top 15 pass defense by number fire schedule adjusted metrics in every game so far this year. So if things open up for Swift, that should bode well for them to move the football. He's minus 130. Zach Moss is minus 115, and he's played 75% of the snaps inside the red zone in the four games since he started out out snapping Devin Singletary. Moss doesn't get all the work there because Josh Allen does take a lot. They do throw a whole lot. But 
I'd expect them to be in the red zone a lot against the Dolphins. The Dolphins, despite liking the spread here, I don't like their defense. So I think that the Bills move the football for sure. And Moss will be on the field once they get in close. So Zach Moss minus 115, DeAndre Swift minus 130. I think both those make a lot of sense in spots where I'd expect their teams to move the football and generate a good number of scoring chances for guys you know will be involved once they get in close. And maybe, just maybe, the Detroit Lions with a DeAndre Swift touchdown or two win their first football game of the year, plus 162 on the money line, hosting the Philadelphia Eagles this weekend. That, the Jim Saunas Sunday slate. Don't ask him about his Halloween costume. You're going to have to wait to Sunday to find out for that one. Jim Saunas from Number Fire and FanDuel, thank you so much for your time as always. Ben, thank you as well. Enjoy Michigan, Michigan State, and I'll talk to you again soon. Oh. The battle for the Paul Bunyan Trophy, Jim. You got me all fired up once again. Thank you very much. And his colleague, Tom Vecchio, from FanDuel Number Fire, also coming up, joining us here on the morning after. That's next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back to the morning after on SportsGrid, Sirius XM, Channel 204. I am Ben Stevens, and you are watching all across the SportsGrid network. It is a football Friday to set you up for your weekend, but maybe not just football at times. We also have NBA action, NHL action, Major League Baseball, Game 3 of the World Series. So much to get to, so we need a guy that's known as a jack-of-all-trades, but his name is Tom. Tom Vecchio from FanDuel joins us here in our happy hour part of the morning after. Tom, your colleague Jim Saunas was on before this. Now you step into his shoes. I'm very excited to speak to both of you to get some great insight heading into this great sports weekend. Thanks for having me. Yeah, a lot going on. We have multiple sports to uh, cover. We have multiple sports to break down, multiple sports to bet on. Uh, great time right now. Let's start in the National Football League. Jim brought up this point. You echo his point. The line movement we have seen for the AFC, AFC South matchup between Indianapolis and Tennessee has been tremendous and frequent. We have seen the Colts open up as a favorite. Now they are favored once again, but not before it flipped to Tennessee being a favorite on the road. Now the Titans getting two and a half points on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Jim liked the Titans in the points. What does Tom Vecchio think? I'm also on board with Jim. You know, I saw it open up as the Colts. I saw it switch. Now it's back to two and a half points. And I'm thinking that this is uh, just an amazing spot for the Titans. Looking at the Colts overall, like looking at their record, and I'm trying to look at this from like the most realistic standpoint, they beat the Dolphins, the Texans, and the 49ers this season. Those aren't good wins. Like that doesn't impress me in any capacity. Meanwhile, we have the Titans beating the Chiefs, beating the Bills. They already beat the Colts. I think the Titans are a real team. Their defense is getting better. It's still not amazing by any stretch, but uh, a team that is coming off of two big wins, now going on the road, has already beat this team. And we look back to last week, and the Colts couldn't stop Elijah Mitchell on the ground for the 49ers. Uh, Debo Samuel had a big game. It's like, what are their answers going to be for Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, and Julio Jones? Like, how are they going to stop them when – the conditions are perfect in a dome when they couldn't stop Mitchell like last week with, with all the rain. So 
I'm taking the Titans this week, plus two and a half. I kind of like this for a bit of a game stack in DFS. I think we could see some scoring. Uh, it has a 51 over under, so I am all on the Titans this week. I like it. I like it a lot. I would have loved the Colts with the plus taking the points at home, but now that it's the Titans, the underdog, I think you have to flip your thinking and go back to the other side. All right, before we dive into some of the other sports, let's also talk some props in the NFL this weekend. And anytime touchdown score prop in a game between the Los Angeles Rams and the Houston Texans, Tom, what player are you targeting for that? That would be Tyler Higby, the tight end for the Rams, sitting at plus 175. I think we all know how this game is going to go. It's probably going to be a lot of Rams. Uh, we look to the Texans' defense, and they are tied for last in the league with six touchdowns allowed at two tight ends. Specifically, we see Higby tied for third overall in targets for the Rams this season. But more importantly, he is tied or he's alone in second place when it comes to red zone targets for the Rams. So, of course, it's Cooper Cup at number one uh, for leading the Rams overall and in the red zone. But we see Higby number two ahead of uh, Robert Woods for red zone targets. And that's where we want to see. Tyler Higby get those targets. It's not like he's going to be some deep downfield threat. He's going to be getting them in the red zone. So plus 175 for Higby, who is a consistent part of their offense, may not have these massive, like massive weeks where he's, you know, 100 some odd yards is not the player he is, but a touchdown for like, I don't know, 15 yards. I could see that happening on Sunday. So Tom, not all that many props out yet for the Sunday slate. Some games do have props up, but we'll get more and more as we go throughout leading up to that Sunday slate. Any other names or other areas you are looking to target before we get to Sunday's kicks? One of them would be uh, something similar to what Jim just mentioned. Uh, DeAndre Swift over on his reception prop. Uh, the number of receptions, mm. not the yards. Uh, the Eagles are in the bottom 10 of the league when it comes to most receptions allowed to running backs, most yards, et cetera, et cetera. And if we're going to see some points in that game, potentially a positive passing script for the Lions, I like Swift and the over on his the number of his receptions. Uh, Jamar Chase, like I'm, I guess I'm always willing to take the over on his longest reception now, just because Burrow's going to continuously, uh, you know, bomb the ball to him downfield. They're going up against the Jets. I'm not worried about that. Uh, that's another spot that I would look. Uh, not too many more that I can think of right now. We're waiting on some injury news across the league, but uh, and we have to wait for them the props to get posted. But there's there's a lot that could be coming uh, closer to Sunday morning. The Jets and the Bengals, part of three games this weekend on the Sunday slate in the NFL that are double-digit spreads. The Bengals laying 10.5 points. You have the Rams laying 14.5 points, and then the Buffalo Bills also laying 14 against the Miami Dolphins this upcoming Sunday. So we put the NFL in the rear view for just a moment, and we focus on the other sports. Again, the final weekend of October, it is the best sports month in the sports calendar. The NFL college football, Major League Baseball World Series, NBA early action, NHL early action, and you could probably throw in a couple more sports there as well. So, Tom, as you focus on the hardwood, what is one of your favorite plays for this weekend? Tonight, that would be Fred Van Vliet, over 29.5 points, rebounds, assists combined. Uh, he is the guy for Toronto. Of course, no Kyle Lowry th there this year. Pascal Siakam is hurt to start the season. Uh, we look to some of his underlying numbers. He's taken 13 field attempts or more in four of the five games this season. In some of his recent games, he's gone for 25 and 20 real points. So he's almost getting there alone on real points. Solid 23% usage rate overall in the Raptors offense. And they're going up against the Magic, who are just a bad team. Not saying that the Raptors are amazing by any stretch, but the Magic are bad. 
I don't love the fact that this game has a lower over-under. I think it's 206 or 207 right now. So that's not amazing overall, but we still should see the usage for Van Fleet. 29.5 sitting at minus 125 right now. Love the over on that. I'll also say uh, Domitis Sabonis for the Pacers. If you can get the prop uh, for him to record a double-double against the Nets, who are one of the worst rebounding teams in the league, I think that should look good. I don't think it's posted yet or his PRA isn't posted yet. So Sabonis. Van Vliet tonight, love both of these players. Also, potentially the PRA over on Brandon Ingram. Wow. Our intern, Andrew Bacigalupo, Bocci as we call him. Also, his producer play for this evening, DeMontis Sabonis, points plus rebounds. There you go, Drew. A very smart man and Tom Vecchio agreeing with your thought process there. Also tonight, Tom, game three of the World Series between the Braves and the Astros in Atlanta. The Braves, a slight home favorite right now, but you're looking to the Astros side in the prop market. What player are you targeting there? That would be Michael Brantley for two plus hits. That's plus 150. Uh, He's super hot right now with four multi-hit games in his last five. I also think it makes sense uh, in terms of how the game could potentially play out. So we know the Astros run a very right-handed dominant batting lineup. Correa, Bregman, Altuve, uh, Yuli Gurriel, et cetera, et cetera. They have mostly right-handed. Brantley is a lefty. So as the game goes on, we could see the Braves bringing in a righty pitcher, and that will leave Brantley in a good spot because they'll still have the platoon advantage. They bring in, obviously, a righty pitcher to take care of all those righties. And then Brantley has the advantage there. He also comes in with a 10% strikeout rate this season. Of course, it's a little bit higher in the playoffs just because it's a smaller sample size. But more importantly, Brantley doesn't waste opportunities at the plate. He's up there, very disciplined hitter, one of the best hitters in the league, really, over the past however many seasons. So Brantley, two-plus hits, sitting at plus 150 tonight. I like it. I like it a lot, Tom. Also, Michael Brantley, the favorite right now in the FanDuel Sportsbook at plus 600 to win the World Series MVP, entering game number three tonight. So we've seen a little bit of movement for this game as well on that line. The Braves now minus 116. As the home favorites, it was minus 118 earlier this morning. It was minus 110 yesterday. So all hovering around a slight favor for the Atlanta Braves. The two pitchers tonight, Tom, Luis Garcia for the Houston Astros, Ian Anderson for the Atlanta Braves. Their K-props, three and a half for Ian Anderson, four and a half for Luis Garcia. Can I tempt you in a K-prop this evening? The only one I would look at would be Anderson over three and a half. I, I know taking the overs on pitchers and postseason on their K props can be tough just because managers will be you know, so quick to pull them out of the game if they get into any type of trouble. But we saw Anderson at the end of the season push towards seven, eight, nine strikeouts in some matchups. So he certainly has that potential. Uh, I would have to look at the exact odds. I think there's plus money on the over at three and a half. So I like him there, but K props are, are very, very hit and miss in the postseason. Like I took the under on Urquidy uh, a week and a half ago. It was under two and a half. Uh, he hit on that, and then he went seven strikeouts the other night uh, against, the, against the Braves, I think it was. Or, yeah, and yep. it's just, like, all over the place. Like, two strikeouts in one game, seven in the next game. So, uh, a bit all over the place, but I do like the over on Anderson tonight. And this is what Tom has told us all postseason baseball long, that when you approach K-Prompts in October baseball, you have to notice when the hook might come, how short the starts might be. For Ian Anderson, though, he has gone over that number of three and a half for his strikeout prop in two of his three postseason starts 
when he has gone at least four innings. He has only thrown 12 innings total in those three starts, but when he had four against the Dodgers, he went over that three-and-a-half strikeout prop. He finished with four. When he had five innings of work against the Milwaukee Brewers, he went over that three-and-a-half with five strikeouts. Maybe because of the injury to Charlie Morton, Ian Anderson has a little bit of a longer shelf life tonight on the bump for the Atlanta Braves. Game number three of the World Series in Atlanta. Tom, you mentioned in the commercial break, at this point of the year where so many sports are going on, that last night was a very profitable night for Tom Vecchio. Where have been your favorite spots, whether it's a prop or a side, in whatever sport it might be right now? Uh, that would be the NHL shot props. And most lines are sitting at one and a half, two and a half. Uh, we see some elite skaters or elite shooters, I should say, sitting at three and a half, maybe four and a half, whether it's Ovechkin or Nathan McKinnon or Connor McDavid. Uh, but two and a half is normally the general line. Uh, tonight, I'm leaning on Aaron Ekblad to start the top defender for the Florida Panthers. They're on the road. They're heavy road favorites going up against the Detroit Red Wings. The Panthers are 7-0 to start the season. They're looking absolutely amazing. Uh, so I like Ekblad tonight. Uh, also think you could be looking to Mika Zibanejad for the Rangers. They're at home against uh, the Blue Jackets, who are their defense is kind of playing well right now, but uh, I'm expecting them for some serious regression when it comes to the goals and the shots that they are allowing. I think that's fine. Uh, you look to Andre Svechnikov for the Carolina Hurricanes, obviously an elite goal scorer uh, going up against the Blackhawks, who are a mess right now, allowing a league worst over four goals per 60 minutes in five and five situations. So anyone really from the Hurricanes, they're obviously a very favorable uh, Corsi 4 team, which is total shot attempts created. Uh, so a lot of heavy favorites tonight and a lot of shots for a lot of these teams. So much knowledge, NFL, NBA, World Series, NHL, dropping names I've never even heard of. Tom Vecchio, at this busy time of year, how many cups of coffee are we averaging on a daily basis? What are the number fire metrics like for that? <laughs> well, I'm on two. I'm on second one of the day right now. I would say today's line okay. is like four, three and a half or four and a half. We'll see if, if we get there. Uh, but I'm on two right now, about to finish it. It's almost noon. I would say another one and a half is probably likely. I mean, if you give me three and a half right now, I'm hammering the over. If you entice me with some plus money to an over of four and a half cups of coffee for Tom Vecchio on this Friday, I probably still like the plus money. Tom Vecchio, what are you being for Halloween? Your colleague Jim Saunas wouldn't tell us. Uh, I am being myself, sitting at home, watching Red Zone all day. Uh, I think that's a, it's, it's going to be a, a great cosplay of just me as myself, sitting at home, three monitors, all football, all day long. I like that. A statement on America and football on a football Sunday, despite it being Halloween. Tom Vecchio, always the upper brow from FanDuel and joining us here and giving us the perspective for all the sports. Tom, as always, thank you and have a great weekend. Same to you. We round out this football Friday and our week together here on the morning after with our best bets for NFL week number eight. The Washington football team, Ben, you okay? We find out coming up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
Our week together here on the morning after comes to a close. It's Sirius XM Channel 204 all across the Sports Grid Network. It has been a football Friday. It has been a very happy, happy hour here to round things out in our third hour. But before we say goodbye, before we say farewell, it is time to give you our best bets for this NFL week number eight Sunday slate. It is time for bye, bye, bye. Now, just, just follow me here. I know what you're going to think. Is this kid crazy? Should we trust this guy whatsoever? Well, you know what I say back to you on this Halloween weekend, on Halloween Sunday for the NFL, fortune favors the bold. The Washington football team is getting three and a half points on the road against the Denver Broncos in the Mile High City. Washington has the worst record against the spread this year in the NFL, one in six ATS, but the Denver Broncos are a favorite. What have the Denver Broncos done in the last four weeks to earn being a favorite even on their home turf? They have lost four straight games. They have not covered in four straight games. They are averaging just 16 points per game in this four-game losing skid. The Washington football team, here is my plea to you. Wake up the defense. Chase Young, lead them out there. Riverboat Ron, let's get crazy. The Washington football team covers on the road in Denver, Colorado on Sunday. Maybe they even win outright and we sprinkle on that plus 144 money line. Now that might be crazy, but Washington plus three and a half. I know, nuts, right? That is my best bet for this NFL weekend number eight Sunday slate. That is a bye-bye-bye. Everybody have a wonderful Halloween weekend. Get spooky out there. Be safe and join us again on a Monday morning right here on the grid. The morning after each and every weekday, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time, right here on The Grid. I am Ben Stevens. It has been a great week here on TMA. I hope it is a profitable weekend as well. College football, the NFL, World Series, NBA, NHL action, all of that until we talk again on Monday. Have a splendid weekend. We'll be back on Monday. Are you one of us? We've just got one question. Do you like? We do. Do you like winning? What a coincidence. So do we.